Loading artists Audio inside Loading artists Audio inside Oh, it's Artcast, it's Artcast, it's Artcast Yeah, yeah, yeah Listen by your easel, maybe you can grab a chair Or even take it with you like you ain't got no care Loading artists Audio inside Loading artists Audio inside So sit back and relax and grab your headphones too Adjust your volume, it's Artcast Philip J. Mellon welcomes you, so sit back, oh yeah, it's Artcast, loading artists, audio inside, loading artists, audio inside, Okay, Sarah Snow, welcome to Oddcast. Hello, thank you for having me. You're welcome. So, my first question is, uh, when creating a work, do you use any sketches or preliminary work in the process? Um, I, I used to do that um, in you know, academic art classes very often, um, but generally I just always have a sketchbook around and um, that sketchbook sort of helps me to get my creative process going, my creative juices flowing um, all the time so that I'm always, you know, catching ideas and inspiration for, you know, future works that I will come to make. Um, but generally I don't do a preliminary sketch. Sometimes I'll turn drawings into paintings and sometimes in, from going from a drawing to a painting you'll get a goofier or a wackier image than the previous one, but um, most of the time I just start from scratch and just just start painting or start drawing if I have an image that I have come to admire. Yeah, it seems um, your work seems very confident to me, and I like that you said uh, you said goofy or wacky. <laughs> Those are good words. Um, yeah, you yeah. have to you have to. Uh, you know, sometimes things are so intense in this day and age and complicated that you just have to relax a little bit and let loose and be weird, and it always helps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, my next question, do you use any photos or the computer in your process? I actually, as an artist, I do love the computer and the internet very much, um, and I do always have like a reference photograph um, I take a lot of um, time in choosing my images or taking photos um, of people that are dear in my life. Um, but sometimes I'll just stumble across, you know, online a, a really like amazing image, and I'll just say, "Oh, I have to paint that," you know, or yeah. I'll see something and I'll say, "I have to photograph this and and use that reference in my work." Um, you know, there's like this this idea that artists 
come up with things out of their head and just, you know, have this whole world in their head and they put it on the canvas. And it's sort of not like that for most artists. Most artists will look at something and then uh, tweak it in there and sort of translate it in the way that they see it. And I yeah. think that's, that's close to what I do. Yeah, just to be inspired by something like um, externally. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. I was wondering, um, how do you get yourself out of creative block? Um. Let's see here. I I generally uh. I, I generally will just force myself to make work. You know, if 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 like I'm I'm blocked or I feel like I can't do something, it's probably because I'm saying I can't do something and because I'm not taking the initiative to do something because generally when I'm working I know how to work I have my ways that you know it's, it's a pattern that I've been working since I was really young so if I'm not making work it's because I'm literally not making work so, so I just have to get paper get supplies and just go to it yeah and yeah. you know sometimes you have to make a lot of shitty things pardon my French to make something really good, and I think that sometimes um, detracts artists, you know, from continuing, and will you know, say, oh, I, I'll say I can't do anything, but, yeah, generally, I just have to kick myself in the butt and just keep making stuff. Right, that seems like a good attitude. Right. Yeah, yeah, not to let yourself get too down. Yeah, uh, something else that, like, if I, if I need inspiration or if I'm, I guess, um, if my mind is sort of like dull or numb and I'm not feeling any emotions, I'll force myself to go see like a really bad movie or, <laughs> or like I'll, you know, go to the mall and kind of get grossed out by society and that'll like force me to, you know, it'll make me angry. It'll like feed me emotively or, or make me have a lot of emotions, which will force me to get to the drawing board and try to, work towards my utopian, what have you, you know, way of seeing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when do you feel like you fell in love with art or feel you became an artist? Um, well, honestly, since the very first, I, I say there's two moments. Um, the first time I picked up a pencil or a drawing utensil, whatever it was, um, could have been sidewalk chalk for all I know. And I just always, always, always remember just loving, like, the physical feeling of having, you know, a utensil in my hand and, like, making shapes and images with it. Yeah. It was just always the most relaxing, therapeutic, like, fun thing that I could ever do with my time. And so then there was that, and then there was also this time, it, I think it was before I, like, really drew anything. I was, I had this, like, plastic play set. It was, like, a fake plastic kitchen with like this bright red cadmium oh, yeah. cadmium roof and I just like I, I had this like bucket of water and I took like a kitchen uh like you know those kitchen brushes where you like use to like put things on food oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah so I had like one of those and I just dipped it in the water I was like probably like before one years old or something or maybe one or two and I just dipped it in the water, and I just started, like, painting with water. 
like with this brush on the red cadmium roof and I just love that feeling like of my hand you know going back and forth and like doing this painting motion yeah it's so it wasn't necessarily was like, you weren't necessarily using paint but it was just the, the tools that you had in hand yeah the tool the feeling but that bright red color was like so intense to me and I just I don't know I just liked being in that moment you know that's cool. Um, how do you feel the computer or the internet helps or hurts an artist? Um, I think it has helped visual artists immensely. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful, great thing for artists. Um, I don't think it's very good for musicians, that being said. <laughs> but, oh, yeah? Yeah. But I do think it's great for visual artist. I mean, I don't really know what it can do to harm visual artists. I think it just gives us a lot to look at. Yeah. And in my in my opinion, that's a, always a good thing. But right. I mean, you can you can it can be daunting. You can be like, oh my gosh, there's so much to look at. What am I going to do to possibly make a difference or anything? But it, it, I think the more you see, the more you know enlightened you are and inspired yeah. you can be. Yeah, it's a it's a good tool for that. I, I I just know myself in the past couple of months I've I've connected with a lot of people over the internet and um, oh, yeah. it's just great to see other people's work. I mean, from around the world, you know, in a way you necessarily wouldn't get there, uh, yeah. or or you know, um, there's a possibility of never getting to meet these people, but you somehow connect and it's great. I know it's so what would you say feeds your work more? Your other work or looking at art or something other than those things? Um, what feeds my work? What, what were the options you said again? Well, I just like look like uh, look your other work or looking at other work, like other artists' work or. Oh, oh, okay. Um, this is something that I had written down, so I was, like, reading my paper. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I would say that life, like, since my whole life has just really, uh, been my inspiration for my art. Um, you know, I mean, I'm someone who has been making art since I, you know, since before I could remember, and it's kind of like what I was meant to do, you know, so I'd say that the experiences in my life and, you know, the thoughts that I have from day to day and the uh, emotions that I have from day to day are, you know, always very influential in my artwork. I mean, I feel like my artwork is like my soul, you know, I'm just like expressing, like my body is just a, whatever, uh, a tool to make my art, you know, yeah. that's who I am. So I, I guess I'd say all my, you know, Life's uh, um, bag of tricks. <laughs> <laughs> life's life's experiences and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. How important do you feel formal art training is to an artist? Um, that's a really good question because I think it can be really important for some artists and then completely unimportant for others and. I don't know, I think uh, it's funny, you know, I always used to be like a huge proponent, proponent, what's the word, a huge 
I forget words a lot. <laughs> it's okay. This isn't about words. <laughs> proponent, yes. I thank you. That image is all about images. Um, I used to be a huge proponent. Proponent of I don't even know if that makes grammatical sense. But anyways, I really liked academic art, and I thought that it was good for people to learn how to, you know, paint a bowl or draw a portrait, you know, in a class in like a studio environment. And but the the more art school I've had, and the more I guess stylistic my art gets, I've realized that that's really not that important. It, it can be like it's helped me a lot, I say, in my past. But I think I've met so many amazing artists, and I I read in art history all of the great artists who had no formal training, and those are some of the artists that have shaped my my mind, you know, and like, yeah, the way yeah. I see things. So I have you know, all respect for any any training or no training, you know, every pure image that comes from artists' insides is just as beautiful as, you know, a Renaissance high art piece, in my opinion. Right. Now, you, you mentioned uh, some artists that sh shaped your mind. Do you have any that you'd like to bring up? Yeah, um, well, since I was a little girl, um, my mother, like, she framed Van Goghs and she put them, like Van Gogh prints, and she put them in my bedroom, and that was very important for me. As well as um, my nanny, my childhood nanny, I would go to her house, and I was really young, maybe like one or two, and she, or younger, and she had like the Mona Lisa up in her house. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just like sit and stare at that, and I thought it was just like the most strange, beautiful thing to look at. It was just so weird. Yeah. And uh, then, uh, but you know, right now, and then you know, I grew. I was starting to look at more artists as I grew up, and you know, Egon Schiele was like a huge influence at you know my preteen age, and then Kandinsky, Basquiat. I um, I really loved Warhol after I read up a lot more on him. I used to think he was sort of a you know not nice person. Yeah. But I, he was just like a really fascinating guy. He's such a trip um, to read about. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I like him a lot. And um, I, but I a think, lot uh, of artists. I'm sorry. sorry. I, I just wanted to add a tidbit about. Uh, um, I believe I watched this video with Robert Hughes talking about uh, Andy Warhol, and he always just thought he was kind of dull and hadn't had nothing to say. <laughs> oh, Warhol? Yeah. Yeah, but there are quotes floating around, so he must have had something to say. Yeah, he's he was. I relate a lot to Andy Warhol for like I watch this documentary on him and I read his diary and like he's he's such a visual person. He's he he thinks in images like more so than most people. You know, he doesn't have something to say because he has something something to make. You know, he has art. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, that's that's just what he was meant for. You know, and that's, I believe wholeheartedly that people are meant to do that and not to speak. You know, and they're meant to look at people and like you know, be voyeurs and look at everything around them and then right. transform it, you know. And, um, but yeah, for Hugh is huge. Um, and then I think uh, Alice Neal really, oh, yeah. really, she totally influences my art. I think that's a good one for you. I mean, just my little two cents there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just her, looking at your work and stuff. Right, her, um, Francesco Clemente and, like, David Hockney, like kind of like go together as a trifecta that sort of, you know, I look up to. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, 
Do you have a favorite art quote? Um, I have a few art quotes that I love, but I'm going to choose for this purpose um, a quote by John Kabat-Zinn, who's like a, I don't know what you call him, like a mental scientist or something, not a psychiatrist. But what, what was his name, just so I can get it right? Uh, John Kabat-Zinn. Okay. I think he's like the son of Howard Zinn or something. Oh, really? But, uh, yeah, he's, he's a really cool guy, and he basically does a lot of studies at MIT on, like, meditation and um, the human mind and what makes it tick and go crazy or stay calm. And, yeah. Um, he has this one quote that is, as this is what it is, as long as you're breathing, there's more right with you than there is wrong. Wow. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know, I think that's really crucial for artists to know because yeah. artists are some of the most critical people on themselves and they can, I know from experience, we can be really down on ourselves and we can right. freak out. You know, anxiety, like, that seems to speak to anxiety too. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think that breathing is like one of the simplest but most important fundamental things that you can focus on and, uh, you know, everyone can do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> now this is one of um, has grown to be one of my favorite questions but can you use three to five words to describe your work yeah this, this I had to like sit for a moment I don't think I could do this you know offhand but I think um, I, I thought about it and I thought I think uh, I don't know if this counts as one or two words it's two words but I like to use it as one yeah <laughs> and it's high chroma I don't know okay it, no, you can, you can, it doesn't have to be three to five words. <laughs> okay, it, it's different than bright, but it's very specific. I like high chroma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, then there's sinister is my second word. Sinister, and, oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. And then there's odd, I think. Odd? Yeah, O-D-D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, um, I'm glad for the images you sent me. I saw a couple of them already. And... The one that was untitled we had talked about earlier when we had some technical difficulties and um, like how um, I was wondering if you could go into again like what you were feeling when you when you actually made that one. Oh right okay so um, when I made this little piece I was in my studio you know I didn't have all of my paints around I just had paper and a lot of um, raw materials like um, dry medium you know uh, crayons and markers and uh, 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 oil pastels and so when I started making that piece it had been about two weeks since I had stopped making paintings in my studio and gone to work and I have a, I have a very hectic busy schedule at my at my job and it's like a 13 hour day and yeah I had I hadn't had any time to make any art and this was after, you know, right after I had been making huge paintings and massive amounts of drawings over like a four-month period, yeah. you know, one after the other. Um, so I was like craving that and missing that, and I was really depressed, and I just had to like let all of this stuff out that had not been visually expressed over the past, you know, two weeks. So I went over to my friend's house, you know, who's an, a local artist, and... Um, 
we had a few beers and we just cranked up some music and we just started like going crazy and that's that that just happened and then it felt I think in that one you can tell that I had to get something out. You know, there's a lot of like emotion in that raw like anger yeah, and like, yeah. just intense color and all there. And just so the listeners know, it's the untitled the twelve by fourteen, the portrait of a portrait of a woman. Is it um yeah. there's no yeah, there's no title, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, that's great. It's a good little story. I'm glad you shared it again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah, that went well. Uh, I just wanted to thank you for being on Outcast, Sarah Snow. Yeah, thank you so much for um, listening and for offer or giving me this opportunity. Um, it's really fun and cool, and um, I'll definitely be listening to like other Outcast podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get into that New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll check that out and I can't wait to listen and thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. This has been Oddcast. I'm your host, Philip J. Mellon. Thanks for listening and keep the dialogue going. Woo! Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you this. Define abstract art. Oh, come on. Okay, here's a better one. What does this painting mean? I'm getting nowhere with this. Forget it. Outcast Home is A-H-T. C-A-S-T dot com. Thanks again.